This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And I'll be honest with you, today is going to be a very different program. We will talk a little business. We're going to talk about how a nonprofit started and some things like that. But in my more than 700 programs, holy schmoly, this is going to be the most serious one that I have ever done. Um, you know, and, But I think it is also probably one of the most important programs that I have ever done. And I am so honored to be speaking with my guest today because she is an esteemed professional. She helped me early on in my career. We might talk about that with a little suggested word change. And that one word changed how I did business. One word. So we might talk about that. But she also is an author and she started a nonprofit. And so we're, uh, we're obviously going to tell you much more about why this is a serious program. But please join me in welcoming Laura Stack to our program today. Welcome, my dear. Thank you so much, Deb. And you are very kind. I appreciate that. And I think I know what that one word will be. So I know, I know. And we, we might talk about that. <laughs> but we are here to talk about an extremely serious subject. And it is something that I think we all do need to be thinking about and, and have a lot of information about this. So let me tell people about you and we'll go through your bio and then we will start this discussion because I'm sure we could talk about this for a long time. So we need to make sure that we get into this. So Laura Stack was best known in the business world by her professional moniker, the Productivity Pro. Her 30-year career, she started when she was four, as a keynote speaker, best-selling author of eight productivity books and corporate spokesperson came to a screeching halt on November 20th of 2019 when her 19-year-old son, Johnny, died by suicide after becoming psychotic from dabbing high THC marijuana concentrates. Laura responded by forming the nonprofit Johnny's Ambassadors to educate parents and teens about the dangers of today's high THC marijuana on adolescent brain development, mental illness, and suicide. 
Her platform now brings education, awareness, and prevention curriculum to parents, drug prevention conferences, community groups, and schools to stop youth marijuana use. She is a powerful speaker who brings Johnny's personal warning and solid research together in her new book, The Dangerous Truth About Today's Marijuana, Johnny Stack's Life and Death Story. Described as a force of nature with unstoppable drive and unwavering purpose, Laura is determined to get teens to stop dabbing. So first, Laura, I just, you know, I, I am so sorry that we are even having this conversation. Oh, me too. You know, and, and I mean, <laughs> it's just, it's one of those things we have known each other for years um, you know, you are in Colorado, which we are going to talk about how Colorado's marijuana laws are, are different and kind of started all of this. But I knew you years ago. Um, and so when I saw your Facebook post that talked about that Johnny was gone, it was absolutely crushing. Um, you know, I am not a parent and I cannot even begin to grasp what you have gone through. And, you know, it's, it's one thing to have a child die. But to have a young child, a teenager, die and die by suicide, I mean, that's just unfathomable. But you took that tragedy and you turned it into an advocacy and something that is hopefully going to help many people. And that's really, really why I wanted to, to do this program. Um, you know, and, and you know, normally I talk about I have our guests go through their personal history and talking about their passions. I think we see that now, but, you know, it's, it, it, I think, you know, again, my, my condolences, I mean, there's, there's really nothing that, that can, can, is, is even anywhere close to imaginable for what you've been through. Thank you. You know, I really appreciate that. And you're right. You know, I, I had people say to me after Johnny died, I just, I can't even imagine anything so awful. And, you know, they were trying to be kind. Right. Uh, you know, and I, I was like, wow, I don't know if that's helpful or not. But actually, it's true. You know, I you can't really think of anything more awful. It, no. it is indeed uh, what is considered probably a parent's worst nightmare. To have. Right. right. A child die. Right. Yeah. And it, it, you know, it doesn't matter if the child is 19 or 60 or, you know, it's a, a, as my mom says, a parent should never outlive their children. That's right. Um, that's just not not how you've done, you know, how, how we do things. But, you know, as I said, you turn this, it, this profound grief into something good. Um, you know, so let's let's kind of you know, start back and, and, you know, tell us about the book. And, and I do have the book. Um, you know, and, and we encourage, you know, I'm get, we're going to be talking, obviously, about it a lot. There is so much information in it, um, you know, and, and I encourage anybody who, especially if you have young children, get this book. <laughs> you know, there's, you know, I always say, buy the books of the people I'm, I'm interviewing, and this book, this book you need to, to get. And, you know, and, and if you know people with children, you know, I, I told a friend of mine earlier today who has children ranging in age from um, about eight to 16, I said, you're going to need to listen to this program, um, you know, and, 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 you know, in the book, you start off with the fact that you would be what we would call an all-American family, very devoted religiously. Johnny was this phenomenal student, obviously much loved. And then things went awry. So kind of 
tell us a little bit more about his story. Yes, he was so smart. Always had a 4.0 GPA. He got a perfect SAT score in the math portion, 800 out of 800. Mm -hmm. He truly was a genius Mm -hmm. in math. He had a scholarship to Colorado State University. Mm -hmm. You know, he was such a, just a great kid. Mm -hmm. He he was a brown belt in karate. Mm -hmm. He ran cross country. He played the piano. He played guitar. Mm -hmm. Um, He loved to volunteer. We are a very strong Christian family. He loved Jesus. We taught Sunday school together as a family for many, many years. Mm -hmm. We taught four-year-olds and he was with me in the four-year-old classroom, Mm -hmm. had a heart for the homeless. You know, he was just a great kid and Mm -hmm. charming and handsome and funny to boot. Mm -hmm. Um, Just not something that you would expect to happen to Mm -hmm. a family like ours. Like every protective factor you can name, Mm -hmm. we did that. So it's Mm -hmm. not like. He, you know, had any disadvantages or uh, mental illnesses mm-hmm. or depression. He he didn't have any of that. Mm-hmm. Sadly, we live in Colorado and he had some friends who just wanted to try to get high. Mm-hmm. And that was the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. Colorado, you may know, legalized mm-hmm. marijuana first mm-hmm. in 2000. It, it truly was the mile high state. Mm-hmm. Mile high state. And I think voters back then kind of thought they were getting one thing, mm-hmm. uh, but we got something very different. Right. And I'll explain that. Mm-hmm. But by the time marijuana was commercialized in 2014, Johnny was a freshman in high school. Mm-hmm. He was born in 2000. Mm-hmm. And he went to a high school party with mm-hmm. one of his friends who had a brother who was 18. Now that is very significant. Right. That 18 year. In Colorado, that means that you can make up some sort of malady. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a rite of passage for our seniors in high school. This is mm-hmm. what happens here. You say you have a migraine or a backache or something that's not easily um, mm-hmm. right. Yeah, you can't x-ray, you can't test for it. You can't test for it, anything like that. And um, you go to what we call our pot shop docks, okay? Mm-hmm. Very similar to the pill mills. Mm-hmm. of the old days, just replaced with that. Mm-hmm. And you pay your few hundred dollars and mm-hmm. you get your red card, right. which in Colorado entitles you at mm-hmm. 18 years old mm-hmm. to walk into a marijuana dispensary and mm-hmm. buy marijuana products. Now you mm-hmm. cannot get alcohol easily right? or cigarettes or mm-hmm. jewels. It's much harder in mm-hmm. Colorado, but at 18, it is very easy to get marijuana mm-hmm. And then you buy a lot of it. You mm-hmm. take it back to the high school. You take it back to the middle school mm-hmm. and you sell it to them. Mm-hmm. This is our so-called gray market. Mm-hmm. So Johnny used marijuana at the party because he came back and told me. Right. This was the nature of our family. Day. Right. Hey, mom, we're, guess what I did today? We were very close. Like mm-hmm. I was his person. Now you mm-hmm. do need to understand. I grew up in the military. My father mm-hmm. was a retired colonel. Right. Oh, yeah. I allow this. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, we still had a lot of rules, very strict, mm-hmm. no substances, drinking, right? Drugs, none of that. And mm-hmm. I, we used to tell him uh, uh, that marijuana would, would hurt your brain cells, I think was what right. We, yeah. Uh-huh. We, a lot of scare tactics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I didn't, we didn't know. Right. right. Um, when I was growing up, 
we used to uh, have little papers. Mm-hmm. Okay, when I was in high school, I used marijuana a couple times. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. I didn't use it after high school, but we used to roll it in little papers, mm-hmm. right? And roll it up this grass mm-hmm. and, and it as a joint, mm-hmm. right? And smoke it, and you would pass it around. You mm-hmm. would share one joint between mm-hmm. everybody. Mm-hmm. So you've got a couple hits probably. Mm -hmm. Right. And a couple hits. I had no idea that marijuana was any different than Mm -hmm. that. Well, and that's what surprised me reading your book. I thought that's what marijuana was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm even more naive than you, you know, I've never (laughs) tried it and, um, you know, and, and, and I've been around people who smoked it, but, on, you know, rare occasions, they just, you know, it was kind of like, yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't even like being around the smoke. I didn't like the smell, um, you know, and, and so I was like, eh. and, and I tell people, you know, I'm wonky enough. I don't need to add anything to, to, to do that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that was one of the things that surprised me the most was reading your book and reading the fact that in 30 ish, 40 ish <laughs> years, 50 uh, ish, if you, you know, uh, how much marijuana has changed. Yes. You know, it's, it's, it's what there used to be a car commercial or something. It's not your, your parents Chevrolet or whatever. It, it's not your parents marijuana. It is so much stronger. And I, and I think that's different. It's a different product. Yeah. yeah it is. Yeah. It's yeah. It is not the, the Mary Jane of old. Well, and there is still flour that you can use, but so there's a couple things to understand between Woodstock days you know, love and joy and let's mm-hmm. be happy, let's be mellow, mellow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those types of perceptions mm-hmm. that people had about marijuana use, uh, the 60s, 70s, 80s, even 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the, the truth. The THC tetrahydrocannabinol, which is the psychoactive mm-hmm. component of marijuana back then was 2%. Typically, if you had the good stuff, you right. know, Maui, mm-hmm. you know, you could get 5% it was very rare. Mm-hmm. So what began to happen very quietly, because there is no regulation mm-hmm. on this, Deb, uh, the growers first got involved and the botanists figured out how to create plants that yielded themselves mm-hmm. a much higher percentage of THC. So that's the mm-hmm. first part that happened. In fact, there is one grower right now who brags about having a 40% THC plant. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're just talking, which is itself Mm -hmm. a hard drug. Mm -hmm. Anything that's over 10% potency in the Netherlands, for example, is illegal. It's considered a narcotic. Wow. In the Netherlands. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Illegal. And in the UK, they call it skunk. Anything that's 30%, like -hmm. they don't have concentrates. Mm -hmm. Um, over there like we do. So mm-hmm. that's the first piece is that the flower itself is potent. Then mm-hmm. what the chemists did is they figured out, ooh, we can take the plant mm-hmm. and we can run a solvent through it mm-hmm. like butane or mm-hmm. ethanol or propane. Mm-hmm. And it breaks off um, what are called the trichomes, which contain the THC in the mm-hmm. bud. Mm-hmm. And it breaks all the THC off and that solution will go off by itself. Mm -hmm. They throw the plant away. Mm 
Deb. So that's what we try to get people to understand. There is no plant here. There is nothing. There's nothing natural about it's what just the derivative. It's the chemical mm-hmm. mixed in with the butane or whatever mm-hmm. the solvent is. Then they take that mixture. Mm-hmm that extracted THC and they distill it, filter it, turn it into different products. So just mm-hmm. as you would distill vodka, for mm-hmm. example, right. we're making mm-hmm. it more pure. Mm-hmm. So you can take a concentrate that's like 80% THC and you can distill it into 90, 95% mm-hmm. just raw THC mm-hmm. that you can vape, that you can put into edibles, mm-hmm. uh, that you can use raw, there's THCA crystal, Mm -hmm. crystalline. So if you think about it, how you would take the cocoa plant and make cocaine and then Mm -hmm. turn it into crack. Right. Right. It just gets stronger and stronger with each process. Exactly. And so now you have, you know, you take your cannabis plant, you have your marijuana, you strip it down into Mm -hmm. concentrates, and now you can distill it. You can make it into crystal. Mm -hmm. It actually um, is smoked with the same method that smoked cocaine is used. Right, in. Yeah, I had no idea. I, you know, it was like, oh my gosh, nobody does. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, if this can happen to me, this worldly, well-traveled, right. uh, mm-hmm. very educated person, but mm-hmm. if you have not been into a dispensary and you know where you are, it's not even legal, Nope. Mm-hmm. but it's it's everywhere that children are in mm-hmm. high schools, uh, colleges. There was just a report out about how much more uh, young adults are using. Mm-hmm. And it's even though it's not legal, mm-hmm. it's available and it's mm-hmm. very available in Colorado. A high mm-hmm. schooler can get marijuana in five minutes. Wow. So these products, Deb, are mm-hmm. named by the way they look. So if they make it, there's one that's called batter because it looks like cake batter. There's mm. one called shatter because it looks like it will break. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's crystalline there. Mm-hmm. And broadly, these concentrates are kind of called dabs uh, because all you do is you take a little dab of it. A little dab will do you, right? A little dab will do you on a, on a pinhead. And then there's something called a dab rig and it has a nail. And you use a blowtorch mm-hmm. and you Heat that nail up really, really hot, not not quite red hot, but and then you touch the dab to it and it sizzles and that concentrates vapors. Then. Oh, that's what you're inhaling. That is what you inhale. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very toxic, very potent, mm-hmm. uh, and you get high very quickly mm-hmm. and, and very high mm-hmm. with just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so think of exponentially more potent in a hit off a dab Mm -hmm. than we would be getting using multiple, multiple Mm -hmm. uh, joints. So that's the first thing we're trying to get parents to understand Mm -hmm. is how different the marijuana itself Mm -hmm. actually is Mm -hmm. products. Well, and just, you know, not just parents, people, Um, you know, it's, you mentioned, you know, I'm in Georgia, very limited medical use here. Um, and, you know, and, and, and very limited, I mean, you know, and, and, and that's of course where a lot of the confusion comes in and we'll, we'll talk yeah. more about that. There are some medical uses, um, and, but very limited here. So anytime somebody knows that we're going back to Colorado, I get, will you bring, no, 
No, uh-uh. you know, and, and I tell them, okay, first of all, if I'm flying, you do understand it's illegal. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can't, you know, I can't get it out yeah, of that airport. Cross state lines. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, and I can't drive with it either, you know, and, and so no, not, not going to do that. And, and, and I'm not going to become somebody's little local pusher, but you know, it's, it's, and I think that is another one of the, the issues is that every state is different. So it's regulated differently, you know, all of these various things, um, you know, that people who've listened to me know that um, I'm, you know, I've, I've been dealing with cancer for about six years now. And my oncologist here said, we will not prescribe it. No. They said, you know, and, and luckily I didn't need it, but she said, because it is not regulated, we don't know how it interacts with the drugs that we are giving you. Mm-hmm. Now, she said, we just won't do it. She said, there yeah. are so many other things. And that's an oncologist. Yeah, um, most and, doctors you know, will not yeah. prescribe it. In yeah. fact, the whole term medical, mm-hmm. even the marijuana industry mentions, was a red herring as mm-hmm. a way right. to kind of get it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, our medical, our recreational, there is no difference in the marijuana. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you go to medical on this mm-hmm. side, recreational on this mm-hmm. side, the products are identical. Mm-hmm. And there are legal FDA approved mm-hmm. cannabis derived right. uh, medicines mm-hmm. that are for, you know, seizures, mm-hmm. uh, you know, very rare nausea, glaucoma, mm-hmm. you know, if, and in fact, the glaucoma association now says, no, they do not recommend ah. uh, marijuana at all. They came mm-hmm. out against it. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a lot of misnomer about what it's for mm-hmm. um, in, in cancer, mm-hmm. in, um, anorexia, right? Mm-hmm. There are very, very limited uses mm-hmm. of actual FDA-approved mm-hmm. medicine, mm-hmm. but it is never vaped. It's right. never tapped. Mm-hmm. It's never smoked. Mm-hmm. The, and this medical term, mm-hmm. the doctors here uh, that are prescribing it are pot shop docs. Mm-hmm. Don't tell you how much to take. Right. How often. They just give you your little card. But yeah, and just go buy whatever you want. And of course, the bud tenders are trained to sell mm-hmm. at the highest potency product possible mm-hmm. because they are the most expensive mm-hmm. and you get uh, more profit from that. Right. They're even telling breastfeeding mothers mm-hmm. and pregnant women that it helps with nausea and it is horrible. It goes through oh. the <laughs> into breast milk mm-hmm. um, and affects the mm-hmm. child. Right. I mean, it'd be um, like so, you know, if you drank wine while you were breastfeeding. That, you know, that, yes, mm-hmm. it's exactly the same thing. Now, please understand, Deb. I have not. I, we don't have any problem with medical. In fact, I talked with mm-hmm. uh, several mothers here mm-hmm. in Colorado whose children one has uh, mm-hmm. severe. Oh yes, for seizures. Mm-hmm. For seizures, mm-hmm. and they use a little drop, mm-hmm. um, some drops of uh, distillate mm-hmm. every day, and it has. Cut down dramatically mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. amount of seizures that young man has. Mm-hmm. Another one had severe autism, mm-hmm. and he has been able to function in wow. a classroom mm-hmm. uh, where otherwise he would not have mm-hmm. been able to. That's not what we're talking about right. here. That's like one end of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the other end of the spectrum, mm-hmm. the Johnnies. Mm-hmm. And when he turned 18, mm-hmm. he went and got his own mm-hmm. medical marijuana right. card. Mm-hmm. With nothing wrong with him. Right. And, not and you, you, you didn't have to give permission because no. he's 18. He just and, was an adult and he made up some malady right. and he was able to get a med card. Well, and what's what really surprised me reading in your book is the fact that 
you don't know the doctor who prescribed that. It's it's completely protected. Yes, um, you know, in the and, Constitution. And, we can't even find out. I wish I would knew. I wish I knew because I would I would attempt to sue for malpractice right. or wrongful mm-hmm. death or something, mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah. which is why. Uh, they are protected. And mm-hmm. please know this is not most of the doctors in Colorado. No, no we the, most have, of the doctors are good doctors. They are mm-hmm. up and up. I mean, mm-hmm. these are the 5% of the scam doctors. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to a concert, they have a trailer. One end is a doctor who's prescribing the medication. Mm-hmm. And on the other end is a medical dispensary. Yeah. All these kids are coming to the concert, 18 years old. There's mm-hmm. a line. They're lining up. They're paying their hundreds of dollars. Mm-hmm. They get their car. They go over and they buy their mm-hmm. weed. They're just, they're, they're criminal partnerships, really, mm-hmm. in many of these cases. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I'm not trying to take away from the legitimate medical. Yes. Mm-hmm. But if, if you are a parent who has someone recommend to you that your child should use marijuana, you better run the other way. Mm-hmm. Right. Because- there are no, there is no safe level mm-hmm. of THC in a developing brain. Right. And, and, that's and that's the key. Problem. It's the developing brain. Yes. We are not, you know, if you're 35 and you're, you know, you're, you're 60, you have arthritis and you eat, you know, your little gummy every day. Like that's not that's fine. And that's not where the marijuana industry is making any money. Right. They need to addict the children, mm-hmm. right? Addiction is an adolescent onset disease. Mm-hmm. You don't have somebody like me who's 52 all of a sudden go, gee, I think I'm going to go use marijuana. I mean, mm-hmm. rarely, right. that's rarely what actually happens. Mm-hmm. So when they're marketing to and advertising to, and they say they're not, but they do, I have ex- countless examples mm-hmm. Um, in magazine articles and Snoop Dogg and the mm-hmm. media, right? There's this false narrative that they sell to the kids that, hey, it's healthy. It's safe. You it's can't legal. get addicted. How many you times have we heard addicted. that? Mm-hmm. The potency, we know there is a dose dependency that the mm-hmm. more potent the marijuana is, the more likely it is mm-hmm. to be addictive. Mm-hmm. And the more frequently you use it at a higher dosage, mm-hmm. a higher potency, mm-hmm. at a younger age, mm-hmm. that is the trifecta. Right. right. That's where we begin to see all kinds of health mm-hmm. uh, and developmental consequences with mm-hmm. teens. Um, so because most people don't understand the way the brain works, they don't know that putting the THC in actually changes the structural and the formation of the mind until... Mm-hmm. 25 years old mm-hmm. for young women, the brain is not formed. Mm-hmm. And now they're saying 28 uh, for men, mm-hmm. the brain is not fully formed. Mm-hmm. So in our bodies, we have what's called the endocannabinoid system, Deb, which is mm-hmm. really unfortunate that they named it. Right. That. Yeah, we've got two similar words there. They mm-hmm. We're studying the cannabinoids in cannabis. Mm-hmm. And recognize that the molecule for THC mm-hmm. looked very similar to our body's own natural mm-hmm. molecule called anandamide, mm-hmm. which is what makes you feel good, right? You know, mm-hmm. the runner's mm-hmm. high. Because those molecules were so similar, mm-hmm. timing was such that it just got named the endo, mm-hmm. meaning internal mm-hmm. cannabinoid system. And people go, oh, see there. Yeah. 
It was just made uh-huh. for our bodies. It's mm-hmm. like that was a complete fluke. Mm-hmm. Named it the anandamide, anandamide system. Mm-hmm. But because those two molecules are the same, except for a few rings, mm-hmm. body believes that's the natural thing and allows it to click mm-hmm. into the receptor mm-hmm. when you get THC and block the uptake of our normal body's chemicals. Mm-hmm. So it stops regulating the body the way that it's naturally intended to mm-hmm. and supercharges it with all these artificially mm-hmm. high levels. So we see, for example, in MRIs that the prefrontal cortex of adolescents who use marijuana is thinner. Hmm. It affects their judgment, their Mm -hmm. decision-making. This is called the executive function. Mm -hmm. Um, In other areas where CB1 cannabinoid receptors live, such as the amygdala, Mm -hmm. regulate emotion. Mm -hmm. Normally things like fear and Mm -hmm. happiness. Well, when you put THC into that receptor, Mm -hmm it can turn into anxiety and paranoia. Mm -hmm. This is how we have acute episodes Mm -hmm. of psychotic onset. Right. Youth who use literally overdosing, you can't die from marijuana because Mm -hmm. there are not CB1 Mm -hmm. uh, receptors in your brainstem, but that doesn't mean you can't overdose from it. Right, right. Uh, Mm -hmm. I have doctors on our scientific advisory board who are emergency room physicians who see Teens in their emergency room every day with Mm -hmm. acute psychotic episodes that they're Mm -hmm. having as a result of overdosing on marijuana, Mm -hmm. Um, uncontrollable vomiting. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they call that scrometing or greening out Mm -hmm. cannabis hyperemesis syndrome. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of problems when adolescents use. Mm -hmm. Right. And, And again, you know, we're not talking about adults here. We're talking about kids whose brains are still forming. Yes. Um, and I'm not going to say there are no harms there. There's right. never a scenario where mm-hmm. marijuana would be harmless for anyone. Right. right. Mm-hmm. If you're a, it's parent, a chemical that you're putting in you're your body. Adult, right. You're an adult and your brain is formed mm-hmm. and you choose to use that. I wouldn't mm-hmm. recommend it. There are harms. However, we focus on, on youth. Mm-hmm. As we know that with the scientific evidence of their brain forming, mm-hmm. there are harms. Mm-hmm. To youth. And it's not just, uh, it's things like motivation, mm-hmm. uh, drop an IQ point. When you get so mellow, you're like, uh, <laughs> no, it's more like a motivational syndrome. Right. Like they just aren't interested. Yeah, it's just like whatever. Mm-hmm. Withdrawing from mm-hmm. the things that used to give him joy. Mm-hmm. Um and had he pulled out of a lot of activities, mm-hmm. they start to isolate themselves. And see, that's the thing that's backwards. A lot of people say, oh, well, if you're depressed, you should use marijuana. Right. Mm-hmm. Not understanding, no, actually, marijuana causes depression. Mm-hmm. Right. Marijuana causes anxiety. Mm-hmm. And this is proven in peer-to-peer mm-hmm. research. And that's something we're trying to educate about, mm-hmm. Deb, and our nonprofit, right. to put the research on the website, mm-hmm. um, have people understand that it isn't harmless, mm-hmm. uh, that it's different, mm-hmm. it's harmful mm-hmm. uh, to youth. And here's the out- and here are the outcomes. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You know, it's it, it, in in Johnny's case, of course, what it caused was psychosis. Um, you know, and, and you mentioned that he went from being this wonderful child. And and let's be honest, you know, when I was reading your book, 
of course, it was heartbreaking. Um, and and it did, you know, because I know you, you know, it it did make it harder. Um, but I also, you know, it's it is it is such an important thing to read. But even at the end, he was still lovable. He was still, you know, this this wonderful person. Um, one of the people in in your book described him as being lost, a lost soul. And, you know, and, and I mean, obviously that happens to many people. Um, you know, I've, I, we've, I've been around, you know, someone who, you know, a family member who killed himself, never did know why. I mean, we never knew why. And, you know, it's, there is, you know, there's clearly times where people, you know, without reason are mentally ill, mm-hmm. but marijuana caused this. It made that psychosis. And that's, that is what is so tragic about this. It is. And, you know, we know why, because he thought the mob was after him, Uh, Mm -hmm. his journals, which Mm -hmm. we found after he died, Mm -hmm. he had several mental hospital stays. I mean, Mm -hmm. we're going through it. I mean, you tried everything you could. Everything. Mm -hmm. I mean, treatments, medicine, psychiatrists, psychologists, um, expensive brain treatments that he wanted to try, uh, mental hospital Mm -hmm. states, many of them, Mm -hmm. a prior suicide attempt. And Mm -hmm. twice he recovered. He was able to stop using the marijuana. Mm -hmm. It would exit his body. It takes three weeks for marijuana because it's fat soluble, not Mm -hmm. water soluble. Ah, so it sticks to those little, it's hard to get out. It stays in the fat and slowly leaches out. And there's a very, it's called cannabis withdrawal syndrome. It's in the DSM five. It's very difficult to stop using. Mm-hmm. And so then they go, Oh, I feel so bad. I'm going to use marijuana. I'm going to take just a little bit. It makes me feel better. And it's like, well, that's because you're addicted. So you mm-hmm. actually have to stop using for a month. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you feel really crappy because your own natural chemicals are no right. longer made. So mm-hmm. it takes a long time. And so would Johnny would stop uh, the first time he stopped for four months mm-hmm. and he was, he, he was back. He recovered. Mm-hmm. The doctors had diagnosed him with THC abuse severe. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the only substance in his system, mm-hmm. very elevated um, levels. Mm-hmm. And as it got out of his body, he recovered. And I had my sweet Johnny back who mm-hmm. Uh, was not defiant and and swearing and and violent. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was he recovered and then he tried to go to school again at mm-hmm. a different school. Went right back to the people who were dabbing. It's so addictive and compelling. He just he was unable to stay away from it. And right. his psychosis. Uh, the second time he had to use an antipsychotic just mm-hmm. to stop. He thought, you know, the FBI is after me. Mm-hmm. I mean, my and you were in on it, you and your husband. Yeah, mm-hmm. that we were in on it. And we were like, but what are we in on? And right. never mm-hmm. explain that, of mm-hmm. course, because it's delusional. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he recovered again mm-hmm. after being sober from the marijuana. The mm-hmm. medication helped his mind. He went mm-hmm. back to another school. We tried three universities. Mm-hmm. Sadly, found another friend who was dabbing every day. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it's so, year. like we said, Colorado is so easy to get these products. And once you're addicted to it, it's like being an alcoholic. You have to be in recovery every day. Right. Yeah. You, you are an addict over. until the day That's you right. die. Forever and ever, you must be resolved not mm-hmm. to use it because mm-hmm. you, he went right back into psychosis. Mm-hmm. And three days before he died, he came to our house for dinner and he was in the kitchen and 
said, mom, I want you to know that you were right. And I said, about what? Mm-hmm. He said about the marijuana. You told me many years ago that marijuana would hurt my brain mm-hmm. and has ruined my mind and my life. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry. And I love you. And three days later, he was dead. Mm-hmm. We had no signs. Right. He did not let us know. Mm-hmm. Um, he got gas in his car that right. day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh no, not just gas. He got his he, oil. He had the oil changed. You said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had his oil changed. He bought Krispy Kreme donuts. Mm-hmm. He had a regular doctor's mm-hmm. appointment that he went to. Um, but the experts say that he must have had an acute psychotic episode because right. sadly he had stopped taking his antipsychotics. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and and the problem with some of those drugs are the side effects too. I mean that's that's the whole vicious circle of all of this. Hard, yeah, and to get the delusional thoughts to mm-hmm. stop, um, and it was working for him. The antipsychotics were mm-hmm. were good for him. They helped with his delusional thinking, mm-hmm. and then he thought he was better. Mm-hmm. He thought he was fixed. Right. So then well, he, he didn't have to take the medicine. Right. And then the delusion came mm-hmm. rushing back, and that's mm-hmm. what we saw in his journals after he died. Mm-hmm. He said, "The mob is after me again." Um, they made the Patriot Act for him, mm-hmm. uh, that the FBI knew who he was, that everybody knew everything about mm-hmm. him. And you could just read in his writing. And he recorded mm-hmm. some videos that were incredibly mm-hmm. delusional. And Deb, I mean, I know a hundred percent if he had not started using the marijuana, he would be with us here today. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of me wishes we would have moved, you know, left Colorado, gone somewhere. And then I think, you know, I, I, yeah. I, could be there too, you know. The, it's you, you can, everywhere. yeah. The the what ifs and the we should haves. Yeah, I mean, there's you, so much of that, and yeah, you know, and and I mean, that's that is obviously one of the hardest things is the the we could have, we should haves. Yeah. Um, you know, and 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 you know, as as I was reading your book, I was thinking, you know, there are people who are going to say, well, you should have done this and you should have done that. Every single circumstance is different. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and yes, you can look back, you know, you talked about in your book, the, the fact that you did not do drug testing, that you didn't insist on some of these things. I mean, you know, it, it, the, the good old Monday morning quarterback, you know, yeah. we can all fix it after it in happens. hindsight. Yeah, yeah. It's easy to say, mm-hmm. oh, well, if I should have done that, mm-hmm. but even in some of those cases, like, you know, oh, I should have sent him away, mm-hmm. you know, when, before he turned 18 mm-hmm. to, uh, Atlanta to go to this residential right. mm-hmm. center. Well, then I hear from another parent who they they did send their son mm-hmm. away and he died by suicide over there anyway. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or he got involved with heroin or mm-hmm. I mean, so you just, you know, it's mm-hmm. so hard because you make the best decision mm-hmm. at the time that you can right. mm-hmm. with the information you have. And mm-hmm. you don't know if it's mm-hmm. the right decision uh, at the time. And we probably went through 200 scenarios like, mm-hmm. well, we should have done this or what oh, if yeah. we done this? And, and I think does that. Right. You know, and, and I think probably one of the things too, is that he was so incredibly smart. And even when he was at his worst of times, his, there was probably a part of his brain that was still saying, here is what they need to hear. And here's what I need to tell them. Oh yeah. And, and so he was able to hide a lot of this from you. And so, you know, not only, and, and I, I want to emphasize too, I mean, you know, back into, to my naivety, whatever that word is um, that, you know, it's not that you're walking into your child's room and there's this cloud of smoke, 
Right. You no. know, it, 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 it's, it's so easy to hide. Yeah. They don't this. smell, mm-hmm. you know, there aren't uh scents. Mm-hmm. Uh, the vapes, you know, they have them mm-hmm. in their, their pockets and they right. look like jewels. In mm-hmm. fact, when he first started, we thought he was using nicotine mm-hmm. because the e-cigarettes, right. um, they, you can fill them with THC vape, you can fill them with nicotine vape. Mm-hmm. Oh, and a parent doesn't know the difference. He was no, using no. right under our noses. We found out mm-hmm. um, later, and these uh, these vapes are very potent. Eighty mm-hmm. percent um, plus. There's one now called Dank Tanks that they they claim they have made a one hundred percent pure uh, THC with all the solvents removed, mm-hmm. which is just a massive hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, like an opioid effect mm-hmm. right to your brain. I mean, these things are so they pack a mm-hmm. punch, but the kids are, you know, doing it before they go to school, right? class, mm-hmm. you know, at in the lunch, bathroom, bathroom mm-hmm. down the hall. And, mm-hmm. and they think they look like jewels mm-hmm. and they're not their marijuana. Right. Uh, so we have to be so hyper vigilant and aware. And I mean, it got to the point where we had a tracker on his car, mm-hmm. uh, a tracker on his phone, you know, room searches, mm-hmm. there are so many places, you know, we didn't even know in, you know, like in the car, you can hide uh, products under different pieces of trim. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just, there was so much. Uh, like we said, you were the all American family. I mean, you know, <laughs> why would we, you know, um, and he got suspended. He he did get reported by a couple of his schoolmates who were trying to help him. They turned him in on the text to tip line mm-hmm. um, and he would get suspended. And then they would just give him a free week of vacation. Mm-hmm. Right. It was like, cool. And he was, was so smart. He could catch up on the schoolwork. And I mean, for him, it wasn't a big work. deal. Mm-hmm. No. And he ended up with four D's. Mm-hmm your year, his senior last semester of his year. And he still got a 3.2 GPA and got to walk the stage with honors. I know it's just amazing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when the parents tell me, oh, that would never Mm -hmm. happen to my kid. My kid's got a, I know. Oh, so did mine. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, that would never happen to my kid. We're Christian. We go to church. Mm -hmm. Well, so did we. So Mm -hmm. was mine. I mean, Loving Jesus is not going to keep your child from becoming right. addicted to marijuana. Mm-hmm. There's so much uh, peer pressure out there mm-hmm. and we have to hit them when they're 10, mm-hmm. 12 years old. Uh, by the time you're 14 years old, you're, you know, you're mm-hmm. in high school, you're going to go to that party and there will be a kid who's selling and says, here, hit this. Right. And, and your it will make you know, feel good. They better know what it is, what's mm-hmm. inside of it how it impacts their brain, how it can cause mental illnesses mm-hmm. that we're seeing now. And sadly, suicide, a mm-hmm. seven-fold increase in suicide. And the latest data has come out mm-hmm. uh, in Colorado with the um, uh, High Intensity Drug Trafficking mm-hmm. Association. Half of adolescent suicides have THC in their system in wow. 2019. Mm-hmm. So the suicide rate is going like this mm-hmm. and the THC and the toxicology mm-hmm. rate is going like this. Mm-hmm. And you go, Oh, there's no correlation yeah. um, between that suicide mm-hmm. is the number one cause of death for youth ages 15 through 19 mm-hmm. here in Denver now. And now I think it just moved to 10 to 19 mm-hmm. um, number one cause of death. And so right. it's suicide. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and again, you know, you, you look at those children and they are children. 
you know, there, you know, and, and, and it's so many times that the parent is going, I had no idea, um, no. you know, and, and, and whether it's, you know, and there, there are just so many unusual, weird influences now that kids go through that, that we never had to, I mean, yeah. you know, social uh, media, yeah. Snoop Dogg, you know, you know, whatever else. Things, yeah. You, you talked about in the, in your book is that Johnny was a big online gamer. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think for so many kids, they don't understand that they really could die. Um, you know, no. and, and, or, or, you know, they, there was something in the news the other day about, uh, the young girls who were were gaming and and they killed a friend of theirs. They didn't, you know, th- their little brains didn't compute the fact that he really was going to die. I mean, they just they couldn't grasp that. No, you come alive again. That. You mm-hmm. know, when you are playing a game and you die, you you get your life back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is very different. And if mm-hmm. and if you're older than twenty five years old. Mm-hmm you probably don't even know what marijuana actually looks like. Right. I Mm -hmm. invite anybody listening Mm -hmm. to this um, to go to a marijuana dispensary. Mm -hmm. You will fall over. Mm -hmm. You you see the elixirs that Mm -hmm. you drink, um, the powders that you can pour onto anything to Mm -hmm. make a marijuana Mm -hmm. product suppositories, I have tampons. I was like, seriously, yeah, it's any, any orifice that you can think of that you can put marijuana in. They have come up with a product for it. Right. Inhalers, eye drops. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and, and then all the edibles, you know, and, oh, and things like that. Every, and that. Anything and everything yeah. that you, know, you can. And, and I, I have chronic pain. Um, it's, it's caused by the, the medication that I take and just, you know, everything I've been through and especially my, my well-meaning friends in Colorado. And I do know that they are well-meaning. They're like, we can get you some gummies. And, and now, you know, luckily the chronic pain level is very livable for me. You know, when it's bad, it's, you know, not fun, but you know, those, those days really aren't all that often, but you know, I, like I said, I know that, you know, I'm, I'm wonka doodle enough and I don't need to add anything to it, especially yeah. something that is not regulated. Right. Uh, again, that was what my oncologist said. She said, you know, you could take something one day that is very minor and the next day take something that is a major dose. And, and she has no idea because yeah. the measurement is not titrated. Mm-hmm. Well, and you don't, then you're, you're really just getting high. Mm-hmm. It's not helping the pain. In fact, right. really has shown we have a doctor on our scientific mm-hmm. advisory board, Dr. Ken Finn, mm-hmm. who is a pain doctor. And he mm-hmm. says marijuana is not effective for pain. And it's been proven mm-hmm. over and over again mm-hmm. uh, in study after study mm-hmm. but that people are now just kind of using that. In other words, the people who are getting high medically and the people mm-hmm. who are getting high recreationally, they're really getting high for the same reason. Yes. High is high. Mm-hmm. They just want to be high. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's a lot of other things to use for pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, which are more effective than right. marijuana. Absolutely. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. one of the things, hypnosis, I tell you what, you know, that just, it, it was incredible when I have done hypnosis for pain. Wow. And um, in fact, I, I had that person on my program one time um, to, to talk about that, but yeah, I mean, it's just, there are so many other things, but as rational adults, we can go through that. And we can think about, okay, you know, can I just take some Tylenol today or, 
the heating pad or or whatever. Exactly. But a kid goes, it's going to make me feel good. Right. Well, and there's the whole peer pressure thing. If you're, if your friends are doing it, mm-hmm. then you're more likely to do it. Right. If your friends are not using it, mm-hmm. then you're less likely to use mm-hmm. it. And that's sadly here in Colorado, because of the false narrative mm-hmm. put forth by the marijuana industry, mm-hmm. often many parents are buying it for their mm-hmm. children. And so this is a big piece of our education mm-hmm. Johnny's ambassadors to really explain to parents Mm -hmm. the harms does not help with stress. Mm -hmm. It makes it worse. It does not help with anxiety. It makes Mm -hmm. it worse. Mm -hmm. It does not help with depression. It makes it worse or brings it on. In Johnny's case, for example, Mm -hmm. he would never have had psychosis. We don't have mental illness. Mm -hmm. We don't have anybody's psychosis in our family. He wasn't depressed. Um, but all of those things then become triggered mm-hmm. a fivefold increase, mm-hmm. the odds you'll get psychosis mm-hmm. if you use uh, marijuana. Mm-hmm. And if you did have any kind of genetics, it's worse. Mm-hmm. Now you've really got a problem mm-hmm. because now you have your risk so elevated. Mm-hmm. Right. So we just want parents, you know, we do a webinar every week mm-hmm. uh, at Johnny's Ambassadors. And we have 75 hours, past hours of webinars Mm -hmm. um, on Mm johnnysambassadors.org for parents so that Mm -hmm. they can hear from doctors, from Mm -hmm. drug experts, from chemists, from Mm -hmm. psychiatrists, and really understand what the truth is medically Mm -hmm. um, so that they're not snowed uh, by all the lies that are going around out there. Well, and in your book, you've got checklists and things, you know, questions to be asking your your children, um, yeah. you know, and and so again, that's that's why I think you know all of this is is such great information, and you know, it it is something that you you know we we've talked about this. You took this profound tragedy and almost immediately turned it into something that is, is positive, um, you yeah. know, and, and so, you know, kind of walk us through that because, you know, was this part of your grieving process to, to do this? Um, you know, why, why did you, why did you do yeah, this? That's a good question. Um, well, Johnny died November 20th of 2019 mm-hmm. and it was right before the holidays. Mm-hmm. Oh, so goody. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just a blur. And then, uh, Christmas mm-hmm. and then it was the new year. And, uh, you know, we are just heavy, heavy into grief. And his birthday was in February, February 7th. So we went to Maui to scatter his ashes. That oh, was, yes. I read, I cried at this part of the book. Oh, it was his favorite place to be. Mm-hmm. He loved Maui. And so we got a Hawaiian uh, family to take us out on a catamaran. And when we poured um, the ashes in, uh, humpback whales mm-hmm. out of the water and they had not been there before. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, of course, were just stunned. They were, they were fairly close to us and the Hawaiian guides that we were with started shouting and screaming in Hawaiian. And I mm-hmm. said, what were you saying? And they said, we were thanking God mm-hmm. um, for sending the whales to mm-hmm. take Johnny. Sorry. Right. They welcomed him home. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just felt at that time, a real, um, a piece that mm-hmm. he was okay, mm-hmm. you know, that obviously he's in a much better place mm-hmm. and that he was no longer suffering. Right. And his his pain was gone. His pain was mm-hmm. gone. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I have, I have a lot of compassion um, for him now, just because mm-hmm. I know 
he he must have been in so much mm-hmm. pain uh, in order to do that because mm-hmm. I don't I don't believe he wanted to die. I, no. I he had an acute mm-hmm. uh, psychotic attack. He he sent out a Snapchat before he died, and it mm-hmm. it was a picture of his odometer, and it. Mm-hmm. That one three three six six one, and the experts I've consulted with, who are experts in schizophrenia, say that he thought there was something magical about mm-hmm. that odometer. Right, it, it coalesced. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that somehow the threes and the sixes you read the same way front to back. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not sure, but that to him that was some sort of sign. And so when this happened, and the whales came, and then there were other signs, I went back to my office. And I put an innocent little post on Facebook and I just said, have you ever heard of dabbing? And I put a couple links and mm-hmm. it got 20,000 shares. Wow. And it, just, it was, mm-hmm. I, there's no way I could have done that. Even in trying mm-hmm. in my professional life. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the comments were, I have no idea what you're mm-hmm. talking about. Mm-hmm. So right. COVID hit. Mm-hmm. In March, and being a professional speaker and trainer, mm-hmm. all the yeah. business. Oh, you there. you went. Oops, I'm not doing anything for a like, while. Wow. Okay, so we're just going to do virtual training. I did mm-hmm. webinars, um, but it freed up all this time suddenly to create a nonprofit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we filed for our paperwork, and by May of 2020, I mean, we got it right away. I, so I have never, heard, especially during a pandemic, it was so fast. It was less than a month. Less than a month, we had our 501c3. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was another sign. It just, mm-hmm. Everything's been so easy, Deb. Mm-hmm. And just the process of helping other people and trying to save teens and, and mm-hmm. keep them from following Johnny's mm-hmm. path. I get emails and texts and Facebook mm-hmm. every day from people saying that it has saved mm-hmm. this person or helped this person or mm-hmm. this person's going to talk to their child about mm-hmm. marijuana. Um, I know we're saving lives. And for me, that has been very, very healing. Mm-hmm. And the process of writing the book was very healing. Mm-hmm. Um, it took six months mm-hmm. of full-time work. You know, mm-hmm. luckily I have eight books, so I kind of knew how to write. Right, books. you knew the process, but... Yeah, I, I know how to write. In the and process. I'm sure there was two or three tears as you were doing uh, it. Constant mm-hmm. headache. It was, it was very, very difficult. Mm-hmm. And the book is 300 pages with 176 citations so mm-hmm. that people... Right. Yes. Backed up medical information, medical Mm -hmm. information Mm -hmm. in there so that they can really understand the science and not be snowed Mm -hmm. uh, by false narrative about how harmless it is, which is what we want them to Mm -hmm. think. So Mm -hmm. I was uh, able to create the nonprofit. Mm -hmm. It really has been very healing for Mm -hmm. me to run Johnny's Ambassadors. Mm -hmm. I still have the two for-profit companies, Mm -hmm. the Productivity Pro, but I don't I don't market that as much. Mm-hmm. My, I really would just well, love. We're just not speaking in general right now. So, mm-hmm. right. And now I'm still speaking. I'm just speaking about this mm-hmm. platform right. and you substance use prevention, mm-hmm. and suicide prevention, and doing a lot of community work and coalitions and schools. And mm-hmm. so I'm still speaking. It's right. just uh, mm-hmm. my audience has changed mm-hmm. and my message has changed. And I really feel that God gave me every gift, every skill, mm-hmm. every um, not all the knowledge mm-hmm. that I needed in the 30 years mm-hmm. of speaking just to do this, mm-hmm. because then for me, it was very simple. Mm-hmm. I know meetings, I know events, mm-hmm. I right. know media, mm-hmm. I have a platform and it made it very mm-hmm. easy to get the message out right. there. Right. 
And there have been other things. I mean, life has definitely gone on. Um, you know, it, it hasn't been all that long ago that you gained a wonderful son-in-law. Yes. Um, you know, and and so, you know, I think that's maybe one of the the other things just in general, you know, for, for people to know that from tragedy, you can recover. Um, yes. You know, you I, I'm sure that every single day until the day you die, you will miss Johnny. We you know, do. that does not go away. And yeah. the pain changes. It doesn't yeah. go away either. You know, that's the, yes. it, and, and I mean, that's the thing that we hear about when we talk with people about grief is, you know, it, it changes. You learn yeah. to live with it. You're there not are, on the ground in a fetal position. Right sobbing and, mm-hmm. and, you know, not being able to function right. for sure. And, mm-hmm. and you move through it. Mm-hmm. You do, you never get over it, mm-hmm. uh, but you do find joy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do miss them every day, of mm-hmm. course. <laughs> um, but, you know, I have two other children. I have mm-hmm. a wonderful husband. My, my daughter is uh, now married and mm-hmm. that's gives us a lot of joy and looking forward to grandkids someday. Mm-hmm. If she this hint, hint. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, She's like, mom, Mom, I just got married. Um, and our youngest son, who uh, was 16 months younger than Johnny, and they were best friends, you know, it was very, very hard on him, but he is, he's thriving. He is at Colorado State University Go Rams, Go Rams, and uh, he is in his junior year and mm-hmm. really loving life mm-hmm. is healing. I think we're all healing and just creating new traditions, mm-hmm. you know, for Thanksgiving, we don't eat Thanksgiving dinner here anymore. We just decided we don't want to be here for Thanksgiving. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, we go to Disneyland or Disney World, or mm-hmm. we, we've just been leaving. And uh, this year we'll go to Disneyland and mm-hmm. go see the new Star Wars, which our son loves Star Wars. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just create new traditions, but mm-hmm. life does go on. Mm-hmm. There's still this joy. Mm-hmm. Um, and now there is a new a passion mm-hmm. to turn to turn my pain. Uh, into this purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I use the quote, forge ahead, despite your pain and give mm-hmm. some meaning to your loss. And mm-hmm. that is what we're trying to do in Johnny's name. Right, right. You know, and, and you've been able to even advocate for, for policy changes in Colorado, and we don't yes. have enough time to, to go into it. But yes. you were able to change the laws. I mean, that's I just was. incredible. I was on the coalition that we uh, put 1317 regulating marijuana concentrates into law. I was there when Governor Polis signed it into law. I owned the pen uh, and I held a photo of Johnny while he was signing it. And it was very redemptive. I mm-hmm. felt that Johnny was vindicated. Mm-hmm. And this will make it harder, much harder for 18 mm-hmm. to 20 year olds to get a hold of marijuana mm-hmm. now. So that has been very gratifying. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and you talk in your book about the fact that, you know, you you knew when Johnny was born that he was going to do something special. Mm-hmm. And as hard as it has been, he has done something special. Um, yeah. You know, and as you said, you know, saved other people's lives. I mean, there's you can't get any better than that. No, I told him he would do something important when he was five and we didn't know what it was. We Mm -hmm. whispered about it a lot. And even just a few days before he died, Mm -hmm. he wondered, could this be true, mom, that there's still something important for me Mm -hmm. to do? And I always told him there was. Of course, this is not quite what I had in mind. No, no. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he definitely is doing something Mm -hmm. very important today. Right. Yeah. There's there's that angel that is is on your shoulder helping you with all of this. I Um, think he'd be very proud. mm -hmm. He would be, you know, and and. 
And I mean, that's, that is the thing when I see your Facebook posts, when I read your book, you know, all of these, I'm like, wow, I know this person, look what she has done, Um, you know, and, and turn tragedy into something good. Um, You know, it's like I said at the start, I wish we weren't having this conversation, but I'm glad that we did. Yes. Thank you. I am too. And anyone that wants to join us, we have over 3000 ambassadors now who are all interested in uh, communicating the harms of uh, marijuana for Mm -hmm. youth. We would love to have them join us too. Right. And tell us about your website and how people connect with you. Oh, johnniesambassadors.org. And I'm Laura at johnniesambassadors.org. If you go under the education menu, all kinds of free resources available in the way of toolkits and graphics Mm -hmm. and videos and uh, that they can go and actually Mm -hmm. learn um, about marijuana. So we invite them to join us. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have a stop dabbing walk every year. Mm -hmm. Just had it. Mm -hmm. Yep. September 19th. Next Mm -hmm. year, it'll be on the 18th. Mm And uh, at stopdabbingwalk.com. Mm-hmm. So invite them to join us for that too mm-hmm. next year. Right. You know, and I think it's important just for all of us to be educating ourselves because even if we don't have children, we know people who have children. Um, yes. You know, or and, grandparents and- or teachers mm-hmm. or counselors mm-hmm. or legislators, all adults who interact with children mm-hmm. in any way need to understand mm-hmm. what's happening out there. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, Laura, this has been... Like I said, probably one of the most serious, it is the most serious program that I've ever done. And it has been such a blessing to, to talk with you. Um, you know, we'll, we'll have you on again, because at the very start, I alluded to the fact that you changed one word and it made a whole difference in my professional career. So that just means we have to, to do this again. <laughs> but, you know, I, it, what final thoughts would you like to leave everyone with today? Well, I would just encourage everyone to not just take my word for it, right? But to thoughtfully understand what's happening out there, to educate yourself, uh, read the book, The Dangerous Truth of Today's mm-hmm. Marijuana. Um, and for those I'm watching it, I'm holding it up. Mm-hmm. There we go. And, and really understand it so that you can have a conversation with your child. And there is no young, too young age mm-hmm. Uh, to start talking about it so that they can live substance-free mm-hmm. lives and have their brains happy, whole, and healthy into mm-hmm. adulthood. Right. I love it. Well, Laura, as I said, this has been a delight to, to talk with you. Thank it's been you 10 too. years since we've even seen each I other know. at least. So um, we, we will have to do this again. Um, and, you know, I have been talking with Laura Stack. I'm Deb Creer. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.